0: to Inspire from Tharston, the podcast that talks about all the different ways you can help your print business lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the
1: latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends, and knowledge that can help you run
0: your business faster and smarter. So here we go.
2: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tharston Inspire podcast. I'm really excited to be joined uh, in this session by some of the key leaders at uh, SpeedPro, who are a a large format graphics um, printer over in the US and uh, have got a great history of success, who uh, started from originally in Canada and over the the period of time have grown to be 150 plus locations using a franchise model. And so I'm really pleased to be joined today by uh, Paul Brewster, who's got a lot of franchise experience and uh, is going to share some of that with us today. And and also Larry O'Billy, who again uh, has a, a lot of uh, experience in systemizing businesses and uh, and, and growing businesses uh, and has got a great story to tell us about um, some of the uh, experience he's had in, in that area. And also Daniel Euthis, um who has a lot of experience in, in as a marketing expert, in particular for franchises as well. So I think what's really key, uh, I'm really excited about uh, uh, talking to everyone about today, is not just kind of uh, how uh, the print industry has been affected and, uh, and you know in recent times and uh, the challenges it have been faced and the sort of things that Speed Pro have done for that but also to talk about the idea of 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 um of of how you can systemize your business and how you can grow your business and very much the idea of of, of working on your business not in your business um, so really looking forward to to exploring that and um, so before we start though i thought maybe it'd be a good idea for for everyone to just introduce themselves a little bit so um so why don't we start off with um paul if you want like to tell us a little bit about about yourself and your role at speed pro at the moment paul
3: fantastic thank you my name is paul brewster and i'm the chief operating officer here at speed pro uh, i work uh very closely with each of our franchise owners uh, to make sure that uh, their mindset is uh, centered on those things that make their business successful, profitability, growth, uh, and that day-to-day activity that uh, really lends itself to uh, success. Uh, I'm, uh, as you said, have plenty of franchise experience and experience across crosses multitudes of uh, uh, business industries.
2: Yeah, I, I noticed, Paul, that you actually started your career in, in hospital management. Is that is that right?
3: Uh, correct. For uh, almost 15 years, I was uh, heading towards my, my goal was to be a CEO of a hospital. I got to chief development officer uh, and realized that uh, I, I needed a change and, and came into franchising.
2: Wow, <laughs> that certainly is a big change. Cool. Thank you. I look forward to speaking to you as we go through. Uh, so, Barry, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks, Ross. Thanks for having us on here. So, uh, I have 30 years in franchising. Before then, I was in the airline industry and uh, everybody knows how tough the airline industry was. And so I bought a couple Baskin-Robbins franchises in the early 1990s and did that for six years and sold those off. And then I worked for another franchise company in a different industry for 19 years. And I've now been with Speedpro for three and a half years, joining in November of 2017. So 30 years as franchisee and franchisor, three different industry segments as QSR, you know, quick service restaurants, real estate, and now wide format printing. So uh, it's a great industry. I really, really enjoy it. And those other parts of my career have really helped me, uh, I think, learn an awful lot about how to run Speedpro and be prepared for a business in the future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the last but by no means ways, Danielle.
0: Hi. Yes, I um, started my career in advertising at an ad agency, and then I came over into the world of franchising. I'm on the Marketing, Innovation, and Technology Committee for the International Franchise Association. And at SpeedPro, my job is really to not only set the marketing strategy, but also to make it very easy for studio owners who are busy with their printing businesses, doing a million different things, scaling that to make it really easy and simple for them to be able to get leads and keep their marketing efforts going without spending way too much time on that side of the house.
2: Excellent. That sounds right. <laughs> I'm sure that's a lot of uh, help that would be welcomed by your by, by the businesses out there. So um maybe if we, if we um start at the beginning uh if you could perhaps just tell us a little bit about SpeedPro and and the history and and what's been behind the growth of SpeedPro to, to to get where it is today what uh, you know and what it is you guys do
1: yeah I'll jump on that Ross so we're a light manufacturer of high quality custom great big graphics so we're in that wide format or large format graphics area. Yeah. And we have a number of products and applications as you would expect from banners, directional signage, event graphics, tents, flags, vehicle graphics, uh, usually group like wall, window and floor graphics together, indoor, outdoor signs, POP displays. We've recently got into smart signage and digital displays. And so we're continuing to evolve our product line to help our owners reach out and, and actually serve their clients much, much easier Uh, Again, as you said earlier, the company started in Canada, started franchising in the mid-1990s, started franchising then in the United States in 2003. And there's actually now two separate business units. One is Speed Pro Canada that is uh, owned and operated by a gentleman by the name of Stuart Burns. And he has about 45 locations in Canada. We have about 125 in the U.S., which is run by our team here out of Denver, Colorado. And so we've been part of that whole evolution of going from a sign shop to the uh, innovation of desktop publishing and digital. And and we've really decided to grow 100% franchising. We don't have any company locations. We believe our role is a specialization role. And I think that's what really franchising is. It's a specialization type of model where we provide the benefits and services and tools and the owner delivers to their clients at the local area because they know the market, they know their clients. And so it's really a great relationship that we can support them to grow their businesses. I think one of the things that I think makes us a little different why we're so successful is we're very entrepreneurial and a very creative business. Um, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not the same every day. Again, i talking about how we customize and collaborate with our clients. I think we've built some really great long-term relationships with clients that not only come back to us year after year, but also refer us to their Friends and business associations as well, and so I think that's really helped us continue our growth over the decades.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I can imagine. I can imagine, uh, and I think that's one of the things I was really keen to talk to to about because it, it, you know the things that we often talk to uh, to businesses about, um, and and very much is you know the, the, the nature of the Inspire Podcast is 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 how we can use technology, how we can use systems, how we can use um you know processes to uh to, to to grow your business um and and i often in, in my experience as um a customer enrollment manager when i'm when i'm talking to print businesses is is is, is um thinking about creating the enterprise value of of your business and, and and thinking about maybe what the uh how you could get there you know uh, and what the the end game is um i don't know if you find uh, that that's something. Larry, that businesses are keen to think about when you're talking to them as well?
1: Well, I don't know if there's ever an end game, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to continue to evolve. All yeah. industries continue to evolve. Um, so it's part of our our vision and our mission to really make sure we're on the cutting edge. We're always looking at new innovation. So we're always going to be very true to what we do day in and day out, which is the wide format printing. But we do think there's a lot of things like that whole smart signage, of which we branded um, uh, Smart Signage as InfoLinks for both uh, NFC and QR, for instance, and really getting into digital as well, because again, they work so well together uh, as we're getting into more immersive type of marketing environments. And so mm-hmm. our our job really is to stay up on the industry trends and set that vision, look for new partners or new product lines. So. Mm-hmm. Again, we, we do that so our owners don't have to go out there and see what's going on. We, they can obviously give us boots on the ground kind of view when we have, again, 125 across the United States of uh, owners telling us what's happening in their local market. We can roll that up with what we've heard then from the industry and, and really plan a very, very big future for all of us.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I understand that. And it's um, so so you you're kind of focusing on on uh, helping them by developing the technologies and the types of applications and things, uh, as well as uh as 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 how to run the business as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also even how to market it as well. How to reach yeah. those new clients uh, maybe that they don't serve today.
2: And so, when it comes to um to, to uh, thinking about how to to run the business, are, are there any kind of top tips that you can give there, Paul when you're you're working I know you work very closely with the franchise owners uh, how how do you help them to to, to 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 do that and to to look at things in an entre- entrepreneurial way?
3: yeah that's a great question when when we first start talking with our owners, uh, one of the things we like to get them in the mindset of is, uh, as they're planning their work, um, not allowing the uh, work to drive their plan. So uh, you can imagine if if you do it with a checklist or you don't do it with a checklist, you know what your top priorities are. Uh, oftentimes, uh, business owners will start to do those things which come easy and feel natural, um, even though they may or may not be the priorities. Uh, and and knowing inherently what the priorities of the business are uh, and how to move forward, always thinking in terms of uh, what's most important, and and like I said earlier, it's driving profitability and 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 growth. And so, making sure that they understand that from from the very outset uh, helps them get into the right mindset.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can I can, I can well imagine that, and i mean one thing i i was always um uh, a big fan of is is the myth book where it talks about um uh, you know that that different mindset that that people have within a business that that you i think you define kind of three uh, three levels you've got kind of the, uh, the 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 technician the manager and the entrepreneur and and often when people start a business, they 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 do it as a technician because they've got a passion or a particular skill for that that um that the business that they're starting up in, uh, and maybe that's from what they've already been doing, working for someone else, or they they've just identified something that they think they can do, and, and but then it's the conflict of, uh, of of then trying to be a manager as well, and then also trying to be an entre- entrepreneur. Um, do you find that becomes a bit of a challenge for for, for business owners when they, when when they're trying to uh, you know um, develop the business?
3: Absolutely, and in fact, you just defined very very well uh, the the working on your business and not in your business. You know, a, a lot of times in franchising, you'll see a technician, whether it be an example would be a plumbing. Uh, franchise where they've been working on their business. They grew up as a plumber. Uh, they want to own their own business. They know it, but they're so busy driving in a truck and doing calls. Uh, then they take that next step. And a lot of times they're trying to manage while they're still in their business and the like. And and so getting that uh, mindset to get them out of it. And in the case of Speed Pro, um, we oftentimes they, they like to get into the back of the house and, and produce and create and, and print. Uh, and so getting them again into the mindset of, all right, you can manage that process, but you also have to work on your business uh, and grow it. And and again, getting them focused on those things that move uh, their business to grow uh, is, is very key.
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I I do like that phrase of of, of working on your business uh, um, and and not in your business. Um, I, I think I was I was talking to a business owner previously, and and they were saying that the, uh, the the um the they came to a realization that they, they didn't own a business that the the business owned them, and <laughs> um, I, I, and I thought you know that's a, a kind of a different way of looking at it. But then it, it's it's thinking about how you can how you can systemize, uh, you know how how can you change that so. Um, when we talk about entrepreneurial value, the sorry enterprise value of a business, it's it's almost and um, something we try to work with our customers on is how how can you um, uh, make the business run so that it's not reliant on on you as an in, individual, um, that it's it, it's it, you know it's got systems in place so that if you were to step away from that business or if you wanted to sell that business or if you decide to retire and pass it on to some, to, to somebody within the family, whatever your exit strategy is that you can, you know, it, it, it's, it's not reliant on you. The business will still be a success because of the the systems and the processes. And, and, um, and I guess that's a lot about what, what, um, what, what you do, isn't it, it um, in helping businesses by giving them the systems that are tried and tested um. To, to to kind of, the, the, you, you know, that the work is, is that the approach that you take?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you know, one of the beauties of the franchise system is having that ability to uh, provide that guidance. Um, you know, we, we try and consult uh, from the home office to each franchise uh, from a leading lagging indicator uh, model. So knowing exactly what's most important to them, uh, we talk to them about cre- uh, key critical behaviors uh, that if they do these things, they're more apt to be successful. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and knowing what those are uh, and providing them and, and having a, a system like SpeedPro where you know there's lots of successful owners, uh, we can identify those and provide them.
2: So and have you got an example of, of what them, some of them key critical... Uh, behaviors would be then, Paul, I, I, I mean, they sound almost like, you know, a road to success, almost.
3: Uh, we do. It's so funny you ask because I, I pulled it up. Um, you know, th- there are certain things that uh, uh, come true about every business that offers a product or service, right? Uh, one of those things is effective and accurate pricing. Uh, in, in the case of uh, printing and wide format printing, um, pricing is key. Uh, You need to make sure that you price appropriately for margin, Uh, Mm -hmm. and so that would be an example where we spend a lot of time with our owners to say, okay, how do you do that? Now, we've got a nice uh, uh, spine to the business and IT system that helps do that, Uh, but if you do that properly, then the lagging indicator comes, and so that's an example of how we would consult to uh, a leading
2: indicator yeah okay no, that's a good example that's a good example uh, and um uh, larry you 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 I, I love the story of your um the, the, you know the, the Baskin robins um uh where, where you kind of started in franchises and and that was um a real path of success for you in, in terms of that you grew and grew that to a point where you then you then sold that as a as a as a business as well did you
1: I did. I went, into a, I went into it as a sideline to begin. Again, I was in the airline industry, mm. so I bought one store, figured I could run that as a semi-absentee owner, and then I ended up buying a second store that had the first drive-through in the Midwest and decided mm. at that point to, to quit. But my whole, whole purpose in mind was having, the, having my end in mind, that I never wanted to be scooping ice cream when I was 60. And I never had the vision of myself of having 10, 20 stores or something like that. So for me, it was buy it, build it, and sell it at a profit, and then move on to whatever was next. And so mm-hmm. um, I was able to uh, achieve that plan because that was my goal. And I, even though I bought that second store, my goal never changed. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that we bring to new owners at Speed Pro as well. One of the things that we've built in is a um, financial management training class a full day training class uh, to make sure our owners know exactly how you make money in this business. And we help them decide with their, with their goal nine, do they wanna make it a legacy business, turn it over to the children, or do they want to, uh, again, like like I did, buy it, build it and sell it, always keeping that end in mind and kind of built that financial model for them in that training class. And so I think that's really Something I'm really proud of is because I even when I was with Basker Robbins, I had a three-week training class, Mm. new franchisee, but I didn't learn how to necessarily make money in the business, and we didn't teach that at the real estate company either. And so this was something I really wanted to add for our owners' benefit when they joined the company.
2: Yeah, that sounds like quite a difference there. And and, you know, I think a, a value for any business to think of, isn't it? Is is you know how how can we how can we make sure we, we achieve them goals and how can we get to where we want to be and maybe then start breaking that down um that, that is uh a, 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 definitely something that i imagine a lot of people would be interested and in, find really helpful um, and and what um do you, I mean, as an example for we talk about the systemization uh, uh, the, the the people that um uh that, that join speed pro and, and you know become a franchise uh e uh, do they tend to come from a print background? Uh, 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 is, that the, is that where they're coming from? Actually not. Most oh. of our
1: owners that have come in have been in corporate America. And okay. so they've come from a lot of dis- disciplines, whether it be sales, marketing, logistics, accounting and finance, what have you. Uh, they generally are professionals that are either mid- or upper level. I mean, we've had presidents of companies um, leave, their, leave their role and decide they wanna work for themselves. And so that's really, really exciting because we have a lot of people with that senior or CEO mentality coming in. And so when we talked earlier and what Paul talked about again, running the business on your, working on your business, not in your business, they have that mindset kind of coming in and they, they don't, they don't wanna really look at this as a buying a job. They wanna build a business to be able to again, turn it over or sell it down the road.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it, adds,
1: it adds a level let me just say one more thing it adds a level of professionalism to our network as well. Not that other printers don't have that you know that same maybe mindset or whatever but everybody is coming from that that different kind of view of being in a bigger organization. And so they come in with that um, again I would call it that CEO mentality. Um, they, they are very cooperative they're very good at building relationships. they're not back of the house driven. They're, they're really the, the rainmaker and the visionary. And uh, again, they work really, really well together because they've come from those environments where collaboration in big companies are really, really important. So it's really helped build our network in a very, very professional and interesting way. And our vendors tell us every time they come to our convention, and I don't, I don't think they're blowing smoke. I, I really yeah. believe they're being sincere that our owners are the best and the most professional and the best to work with, and so we're very, very proud of that.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, something definitely to be proud of, and and and, I, and I, I, think what that really stands out for is it sounds like that it that again going back to that um, that systems and processes approach that you don't have to be a technician, you don't have to be a, a, you know skilled in that in a particular thing. It, it, so long as you've got the right systems in place to to, to support you and, and the right outlook you know so it's like you say that what these are approaching it with a, a, a an entrepreneurial uh view but what you it sounds like that you know the the systems are going to help you to to run that business as well you don't have to have a specialist in this example you don't have to have, have grown up in print you, you you can help them with all of, all of the that side of it as well
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, again, we've got lots of years' experience that we're sharing with each other, not only from the home office, but from owner to owner. And, again, with the systems that we've built, that gives them one fewer thing that they have to worry about uh, and having to learn themselves. We can, in a lot of cases, just hand deliver to them different resources and tools that they can use. And, again, they're not all 125 out there trying to figure it out as they go. We really cut that learning curve considerably and then we've also got the economies of scale that that size of a network actually brings as well so we have discounts from our suppliers our equipment manufacturers that they can get better buying opportunities than if they were doing
2: it on their own okay yeah yeah and um what 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 would you say have been some of the the challenges that your businesses have faced over the the uh the the past 12 months and with 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 the covid situation <laughs>
1: well, okay, um, probably the same as what you faced in the UK, I would imagine. Uh, you know, with obviously businesses being shut down, clients disappearing yeah. um, has been—I mean, never to come back—is obviously been a very, very big challenge. Whole segments disappearing, like the event and trade show industry, has literally disappeared. I think we that, that industry for us was down ninety percent from mid-March to the end of the year. We're starting to obviously see some trickle of activity again, but that's still a slow build. So just having to really, in a lot of cases, also reinventing the business. We're truly a B2B business, but we definitely pivoted during, especially April, May into June last year with yard signs that at homes. There's something we would not normally get into, but uh, we, we got into different segments like face masks, face shields, acrylic barriers, um, even some really nice uh, emotional support um, banners and, and signs at uh, hospitals and fire departments, police stations and what have you, just to encourage people to keep going. And mm. so we got into a lot of different creativity um, and really it was a, it was a pleasure working with our owners because we'd have our own ideas. They'd have some other ideas. We put those together and build out some really great new products and, finding new ways to serve uh, clientele. Uh, and, and Infolinks was one of those that we're very proud of, the branded si- uh, smart signage that we have that Danielle has all kinds of information on.
2: Yeah, and, and it's a good point to ask Danielle, actually, you know, in, in helping the businesses and, and working with them, what, what sort of a approach have you took from a, from a marketing approach during this time?
0: We just wanted to be able to support our owners to also support their clients as much as possible. So in the very beginning, you know, businesses were just sticking tape on the floor and doing that kind of thing. So we were able to respond really quickly and have some different kinds of templates and opportunities to order online and everything like that so that they could level up the aesthetic so that they could have, you know, really professional branded floor decals and signage and all those kind of things, we were able to pull together marketing materials for studios to sell some of these items that they haven't sold before, like the face guards and some of those things and the shields for cubicles and everything like that. And then with the smart signage, we we were planning to work on a smart signage solution Before COVID, but we really took that opportunity to expedite that and roll that out to owners, get the messaging out to our clients. Um, We did some client facing webinars as well, where we explained it to our ad agency partners and some of our other potential resellers so that we could get the word out very quickly and start getting more traction with it within the touchless technology space.
2: Yeah okay and 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 where where are you finding things are now you know is that still very much a big thing that that, um, that that's helping or is are you starting to see a, another change in direction again
0: there will continue to be a certain amount of that probably not with the same urgency and volume that we saw as the needs were changing yeah and now that we're we're working more toward things like what's gonna happen with the office when that comes back. So yeah. now you know, there've been a lot of mergers and acquisitions and some companies are coming together. Some companies are excited to be back in the office and employees are coming back in and they're getting their offices ready for that. And in other cases, they've downsized the office and now they have a flex space, let's say, or a different type of office configuration than they had before so we will come in and plan out what their needs may be if they need new signage new wayfinding signage or wall murals and different kinds of culture engagement
2: type
0: motivational wall murals and that kind of thing and then if they need more like of a logistical look at it where maybe they need to partition spaces by adding some type of patterned window film or something like that
2: yeah. Okay. So uh, I know I know when we spoke before, Daniel, it was something you, you were telling me about. It, it's the, the um the approach of of, of, of of having to incentivize people back into the office, though you know, and, and to feel comfortable to work in the office. So is that, the kind of very much something you're finding is helping?
0: Definitely. I think you know a lot of companies are going to have a little harder time getting people to get out of their pajamas and come back to the office and everything like that so you know having a something that can be personalized for the team and encouraging them you know or maybe you put something a wall mural that has your vision and mission statement on it or a certain team project where you can track milestones where it's very personalized and it's fun and it's inspiring to those employees it's a really easy way to reinvigorate the cultures so you're just putting up something that's really bright and colorful and fun can change the whole feel of the office
2: yeah it sounds like you're very much trying to um, you know uh, trying to create an experience for people when when, whether it's whether it's uh, uh staff you know employees or whether it's visitors is that is that the approach
0: Exactly. And the experiential trend is even down to the office space now where that's another one of your touch points. That's another big component of your brand. And we have a lot of research on the effects of how it makes people feel. Is it going to lift their mood up if they're in a light, bright, creative space?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's the thing. It's about it's not just about um, how you know people feeling like the the, 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 set, the health and safety side of things, but it's it's about the the motivation side of things and the and and, and the moods. So like you say, you know, how can how can make people feel that positive vibe when they're here and um and, 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 and get the vibe of, of of what the business is about as well.
0: Hmm. And if you can get that by just you know re- surfacing one wall or two walls within your office, it can really make a huge impact.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, uh, I, I know that's something that we at Tharston, um, we, we we spent quite a bit of time and, and effort on, on that. And when I say we, the the, the, the marketing and branding team uh, and the management team uh, d- developed, you know, putting things like our mission statements on the wall and and uh, things about our core values. Um that were um just gave a real nice fun vibe as well but also what we were finding is when we when we had customers coming to visit um uh that, that that as well was getting a lot of comments and feedbacks And 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 then customers were kind of taking them ideas themselves and saying i think we're going to do something similar at our place as well to to give that that different feel to a place rather than it just being a, a an office without a personality so um it's it's been really interesting uh, to hear kind of how speed pro have kind of uh, shifted throughout the past 12 months and 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 how you've helped your your businesses and 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 ideas that other businesses could think about you know print providers in terms of how they could approach their customer base as well and, and and the approach of, of systemizing as well. Uh, so thank you very much for your time today. I think it's been really good uh, and interesting. I hope everybody that's uh, listened has, has found it uh, of interest as well and maybe given some thoughts about the value in systemizing your business and and how if you perhaps approach your business as if it was going to be a franchise that can help you get to that um that utopia of, of working on your business rather than in your business um, and, uh, and, and, and help you achieve your future successes. So uh, Larry, Paul, Danielle, thank you very much for joining us today. If anybody wants to reach out to Paul, Larry or, or Danielle, their contact details will be in the show notes. And we'll also put in the show notes as well, the references to some of the books we talked about, like the E-Myth book as well. Uh, and uh, yeah so thank you very much for, for listening if you've enjoyed the show please do and uh, subscribe and don't forget to tell everyone else about it as well so thanks for joining us today thank you
0: thanks for having us ross